And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, hello and welcome to the Weighing In Podcast. My man just ran back from his son's soccer practice. So Josh was all frantic, couldn't do anything right, had things going wrong. But fixed his hair up, and now look at—he's just ready to go. Capitals. Well, I have to. I have to like make sure I cover up the Tony Ferguson scars. <laughs> I've, got, <laughs> I've got this one right here that it's actually kind of a beauty mark now. It actually kind of makes me look sexy, almost like cyborgish kind of from. Does it like make a, you look? Yeah, sexy? of course. I mean, like it makes this cut right here on my head with my jawline. <laughs> I mean, if I—I I almost feel like I want to get a little bit of a nose job though. My nose is fucked up. It's got. Are you fucking? Yeah, you know, I'm gonna, Are you that vain? Uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah. Oh my I'm, I'm pretty God, vain so when it bad. comes to that type of stuff. Damn, that Sorry, is man. horrible, Josh. One vanity's one of the seven deadly sins, Mister. Come John, on, your nose and ears never stop growing. This shit's gonna be real big by the time I die. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, I can live with big ears because I got cauliflower, and everyone kind of already stares at me anyways. But my nose, uh, now that I've got glasses, it really sticks out. No, see, that's good because your glasses have something that are oh. going to stop them from falling. <laughs> yes, that's very true. <laughs> this is very true, but it, it just it makes my nose feel like, I felt like my nose looks bigger in my glasses. I don't know. Especially the black frame ones. My frameless ones, like these ones here, I'll show you guys. If you guys are watching on YouTube, I'll show you guys. If you guys are listening, you're going to have to go to YouTube and watch and see. But no, Remarkable yeah, just see my, it makes my nose look a little bit smaller when there's no black frame. Uh, uh, no, it well, doesn't. That's only because that's only because I pointed it out to you though, John. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, like when you you can't see something, and then when finally someone points it out, you can't stop seeing it. Yeah, yeah I'll tell, dude. It's I, like it's like your hey, third chin. Once I saw it, I couldn't stop seeing. It. <laughs> oh come on! See now you got to lie. If you want, if you want to sit there and say something about well, John, you know all about a big nose. Yeah, yeah uh, I do. Oh, you have a big you know, nose. Mine's all smushed no. over. Look at look what it gets smushed, man. All cartilage is all fucking gone from being punched in the face. Too See, many times. I have the opposite. I've got cauliflower in my nose, so I have like extra. Yeah, I have bad. extra cartilage that like keeps me from breathing well when I'm running, and then like I have like a little bump right here yeah. because of the fucking cauliflower, and I got a little bump right here on this. Yeah, side. I finally had mine fixed though, man. Yeah. So I could breathe I kinda, out of it because I couldn't breathe out of it at all. Everyone that I've ever met that did it, they said, yeah, it's great. It's great to get your septum all set. It's great once it's over. Yeah, once it's over. <laughs> it's great they said once it's like the worst over. two weeks because you can't. You got that packing. It's great once it's The packing over. up there is brutal, oh, yeah. and they're just pulling out. No, no, it's the best. Oh, dude, they start pulling that out, and it's like, all right, there is no way that that much yeah. shit can fit up there and I still have a brain. It's true. Well, <laughs> you like we never crazy. were convinced you had a brain. So <laughs> No, that's true. That's, that's the problem. I think it came out with that gauze. And it's so funny. Javier had his done, right? And and he honestly, he's like, oh, it's great. It's been awesome. And then I guess apparently, uh, I don't know what happened, but he think he was telling me that he like slept wrong and it fucked up his septum again. I'm like, wait, no. how did that happen? I'm like, how did that happen? And and I've had two. What happened is his wife kicked his that ass. That wouldn't be surprised. Punched him in the wouldn't face. Be surprised. <laughs> she could. She, she's 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 no ain't. She's mean. She can be mean sometimes. Yeah, she, she's ruthless yeah. sometimes. You just be yeah. careful. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Um, no, but I've had a couple other fighters too. They went and got it done, and then it went right back into when they started sparring. Boom, 
back. Right. Oh no, you can't. That's why. I yeah, wait. that makes sense. You can't. I'm telling you. You if you, it, I just looked at it like, hey, you know, when I when I'm say I'm done spar, I'm done. I'm gonna get it. I got to fix. John, I posted a picture today uh, of me sweating after I got done with a good workout. I saw yeah, that. And and Dave, Dave comes across like, man, you aged like 15 years since yesterday. I saw you yesterday. Like, we just filmed yesterday or two days ago, and you aged. You must be using a filter or something no. on here because I'm telling you, you man. Look like, shit. Yeah. I mean, or that, or you just have a really bad camera, because that you that that iPhone camera you that you filmed yourself with. That was... Nah, you know what? What? It, it, that's what my face looks like when I get done working out hard. I mean, I know you just run your little five miles. You don't ever do anything outside of that. Like, I actually like put the work in, man. I push myself. You know. Uh, Dude, honestly, I swear to God, I thought you were just sitting in a fucking. No, <laughs> no, man. Uh, I would have taken the sauna over fucking doing that workout, uh, though. I thought you were just sitting in a. Fucking you know what sauna. it is, right? When I got done jumping rope, fifteen. And like when you do when you do the, the the jump rope for that long, your legs start to blow up, your shoulders start to big, oh. your back, you know, like it just kind of like, oh man, you fifteen yeah, minutes. You just want it to be over. Fifteen minutes is long. You just want it to be over. And then I jumped on the treadmill for 25 minutes to 25 minutes. And what I do with my sprint, because I can't run at one pace. I've got to do it like increments going up. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise down. it gets boring. I don't go down. I don't go down, John. No. You can. You, you go down. I don't down. go down, John. Yeah, I don't bullshit. go down. You don't, you don't <laughs> no. do like. we. we I'm, I'm trying to even. I can't even think of what we used to call them. The fart legs. And you, you I mean, you get on it and you start sprinting mm -hmm. and then you. And then you slow it down and you go slower for a while, then you take off and you start sprinting. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not sprinting though. I doing the sprints at the end. It's shown that doing sprints at the end is better for you. So I do the sprints at the end. But I was running twenty five minutes straight. So I start off on at five point five. You get a little I do the jump rope, jump on there, five point five, and then every two and a half minutes you go up a half a speed. So by the time you're done, you're like you should be at like close to eight and a half or nine, whatever it is. So I was like, all right, cool. So get at the, the last five minutes is it sucks. You know, it sucks. When I was fighting, though, I could do it up to like 10 and a half, almost to 11. That's not going to happen these days. So it's, <laughs> I've just I've just learned to accept that feeling. The, those days. Yeah. Are and then I did I did six. I did six of the one minute long sprints with 30 second rest on level on level 12. So then I got done with that. Got a little stretch. Felt good. But I just couldn't stop dripping, man. I had the drip going, man. You know what I mean? John, you know what the drip is, right? When you post when you drip. post the picture, man, the oh, girls start, you know. They start seeing you and the sweat comes, the drip. Anyways, I don't want to get into it too much because, you know, this is this PG podcast, but it was a good, it was, it was a good workout. I think I had a lot of that. You know, your body kind of just retains water when you fly and I didn't oh, work yeah. out yesterday. No I didn't feel like doing shit yesterday. I don't know why, but this, for some reason, this flight back and this trip back, something happened. I just felt like lethargic yesterday. I didn't feel like doing anything. I did the cold punch for like one minute. I got in yesterday. I was like, yeah, it'll wake me up and get me going. And I was Dug. like, this is horrible. Get me the fuck out of this thing. <laughs> and then, then today, then today I did four minutes. Putting you to shame he crushed in the cold it, man. plunge. He did four minutes and two yeah, seconds today. great, man. Four Whoa. minutes and two seconds. So I, I had okay. to beat him. Okay. Don't let him get no, hypothermic. No, no, no. I had, I had to beat him. <laughs> I had to beat him. You know yeah. what I've noticed, though, is if you, get in the, if you get into a cold plunge, first thing you got to do is dunk your head. First thing. Oh, yeah. If you try to keep your shoulders and head out of out of there, it's the worst. It's so painful for the rest of your body. It's almost like your whole body. I got to look up and do the research on why. Why is it when you dunk your whole body? It's like when you come out, you almost feel like, oh, I feel good. I feel like you've acclimated to the water. You haven't. Yeah, I don't know if I, you feel yeah, good. Yeah, you kind of feel, you feels good. Cold, cold water. 
Cold water yeah. is brutal. I have a harder time with taking a cold shower than getting in that cold plunge. A cold shower, just like, it seems like sections of your body just don't get hit. And then the rest of it, like, kind of sprays yeah. on you. It's like, like someone's pissing cold water on you. It sucks. I'd rather just get through the misery and just dump, jump in and just dunk my head and get over with. I mean, and then you just, and I, I noticed that when I get in, I dunk my whole body first. I can sit in there for a little bit longer. And then every time you redunk your body, it gives you like another 20 seconds or 30 seconds of misery. Man, I, I got to do it. And Elaine, my wife will tell you, cold water is my kryptonite, man. And it's not that, and it's from, it's from college. Because we used to have to, there's, uh, in Long Beach, there's Belmont Shores. And there's a, you know, it's a, it's a, uh channel that all the boat owners mm -hmm. and everything and they have their boats docked up and they used to make us go there and swim around that channel the loop and you had to beat the coach the coach would actually swim but you had tennis shoes on while he had he had swim fins right so oh yeah, it's that brutal sucks. try swimming in yeah. tennis shoes it's like an know, anchor on your ass right so it was always you know depending upon you know what time of year if it was summer it wasn't that bad but Wintertime, it's 50 fucking degrees, dude. I mean, it's just brutal. And I just, man, I cannot stand cold water. One time I, we were down, <laughs> when I was living in Ventura, my wife goes and she, we, we had a little boat dock thing and it's got a little box where you keep your equipment and you know, open it up and stuff. She takes her phone, sets it on the box and decides open it. Where does the fucking phone go? Do Right into the water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? which is probably about 15 feet down, right? And I'm like, and she's like, you got to go get it. What do you mean it's I got to go get work. it? It's your damn phone and you you put it What's down. What's the point of getting right? it when it doesn't work? Oh, no, no, no. I, I freaking, I dial it and then you can see it. It, it lights oh, up. Oh, shit. <laughs> right? And I was like, she had put it in this case that's supposedly a you know, water-resistant case and stuff. Sure enough, I had to dive down and get it. It's... It, I got I got to go through a whole mental process to get into cold water. There's no way. No, I don't have to go through that. Oh, I don't. Boy. You know, I thought your I thought your one weakness was running. <laughs> oh no, no, I'll run. Oh man, I, I I love running. I don't mind it, man. Jumping rope is something that if people don't, aren't aware that it's the number one way to burn cellulite is to jump oh, yeah, rope. Tell me that. What's that? You told me that before. Yeah. I remember because um. I end up going to buying freaking jump ropes yeah. just to make sure. Well, wait, when you're cardio. talking, what's the number one way to burn calories? It's freezing your body. Eat cold, cold water. water. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It will take, you know, it's, I mean, what? Like freezing wise, it's 29 times faster oh, yeah. to get hypothermic in water than it is air. Yeah. 29 times faster. And it your body goes through so many different things that it burns more calories than if you were sprinting. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Well, that's what it's good that's for what they'll tell you too. If you're out doing sprints, so they actually have workout rooms now that are cold. So there's the small box gyms that are actually um, they're bringing in air conditioners and like almost like uh, black, not black ice, but like not black. Um, they're doing like uh, making it really cold inside. It's almost like an ice chamber where you work out inside, so your body's almost like recovering as you're and you're shivering, but your body's sweating. Yep. So you're burning calories both both ways. The best, yeah. If you're looking to lean out, you're looking to um, shivering is one of the biggest things. Like that's why you see a lot of these swimmers. They'll actually just sit in the cold plunge and 
They're going to keep your body slight. You see it in Navy SEAL training. You see it also in uh, oh, yeah, horrible. in uh, Coast Guard training. Um, there's that movie with Kevin Costner. And then, you know, he makes him get in there. And they do like 18, 19 minutes, you know, and learning how to just keep your body. Not only Kevin Costner. That has, what's it? What's it Ashton Kutcher. Saying, no. He's married. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good movie. Cruise. It was a good movie. Oh, actually, it was. It's, you know, it's a rescue Yeah, swimmer. it was good. It was a good movie. Uh, anyways, we went off on this big long tangent about all this stuff, but just a couple different ways to keep, you know, keep track, keep track of your body, keep take care of your body. Uh, you know, I tr- I've got to get a sauna for the house. That's what I've got to get. That's my next step is to get a full sauna for the house. Nice little because Kellen loves to do the sauna too, and then do that, and then um, I've got him up to you know I've had him when we were living in San Jose. I had him up to about about twelve thirteen minutes in the sauna. You know, at about one eighty five. One eighty five. Twenty five is about as that's that's about yeah tops. that's good for him. Don't go any yeah, higher. That's good for him. But if we can do twelve, thirteen, up to fifteen minutes, you know that'd be good. Mix in with the cold plunge plus his swims. You know, I'm a slave driver, man. <laughs> you just want to crack in the whip, driver. man. Nah, he's good. He likes it. He enjoys it. The activities and stuff. So it's been good for him. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, but hey, let's uh, you know, we're we're actually gonna do this this show a little bit backwards. So we normally we backwards. normally break down the fight cards first. But you know, the, there's a kind of a mediocre um, uh, one FC champ uh, fight. There's a couple of good fights on there. We'll talk about a couple, couple of good fights. Like the, we're talking about the grappling, some of the grappling matches, plus the kickboxing match. And then, um, then you got a PFL car that's in uh, Paris, and we're gonna talk. You know, pick up a couple of those fights that we like to talk about. There's not a lot of the fights on there that are, I think are gonna really interest a lot of people. So uh, we're gonna try to f- go through those. But we're gonna actually go through all the fight announcements that were made. Uh, over the last week and a half while we were over in Ireland. So let's talk about those. We got a chance to uh, actually hang out with one of, of our, one of our buddies and someone I've trained with and um, over in the UK. And uh, I think Dave's going to probably bring Look that picture Look at that. In. What a pick. But we had uh, uh, Brandon Lochnane was out there. We had Leon Edwards out there. And John knows who he is. I don't know who he is. That's Mick, Mick Conley. Conley. Good look, Irish boxer. Mick, 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 Mick Conley. Mick, Mick. Good, good Irish boxer from what I heard. Outstanding. He was world champion at one time. He, the guy's a tough son yeah, bitch, nice. man. I'll have to go back and talk. Yeah. Now that I, I shook his hand and met him, but I just, I, I, not, he I can't lost, recall watching him fight. Well, he was very similar to, uh, do you remember when Roy Jones Jr. was cheated in the Olympics? Yes. Same That's with Mick how Conley. old I am. I just aged myself. He, he, he got, <laughs> that was 88, yeah. 88 Olympics. But Mick, same thing. He got ripped. You see uh, should have been a gold medalist. I don't. I don't think he got it. But uh, he uh, turned pro. Great guy. He had a good beer too. We were yeah. having his beer. So that was his beer. That's, uh, yeah, that was, that was his beer. beer. That's his company, oh, man. man. He's diversifying, being smart, knowing he can't fucking box forever. Mm-hmm. So getting busy. Yeah, you know, I, I've always. It's funny. I talked to Brendan Schaub, and he was saying like, because he started his whiskey company, the Tiger Whiskey, and. Um, yeah. And he's like, man, I went through fucking hell to get this thing going. And I was like, yeah. I said, it seems like it'd be fucking awesome though, because everyone I know that has a some sort of alcohol company, they all seem to do pretty damn well. They do like a lot of them yeah. Do well. I, I think Randy Couture just, uh, I think it's called Four Branches. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bourbon. I think that he just uh, put his his name to it. So Four Branches, meaning the four branches of the military. And I was wow. like. Man, the Coast Guard is going to be pissed because there's actually five branches of the military. It's like, okay, whatever. Fuck it. I'm starting my uh, own fucking bourbon. It's called Five Branches. (laughs) 
<laughs> One branch better than yes, theirs. Yes, exactly. That's going to be my slogan. Yeah. Don't they already have a punk IPA in they Scotland? Do. Yeah, Ooh. it's uh, it's good, man. I actually really, really like it. Punk, it's IPA. punk IPA. Yeah, right. we've had it, John. We've had it before. Probably in England. Yeah. I'm not saying we have it. No, I just we, don't we actually had it in the UK. We had it. I think it. Um, we had it somewhere in um, Wembley. I want to say we had it at really? Box Park. Every time I uh, remember the Box Park, the little place where they, oh yeah, with Box the one, Park, the yes. one bouncer Absolutely. knocked out the one yeah. guy for talking smack. I oh, it was dude, good. yeah. Um, yeah, we had it there. Sorry, because uh, that was that's uh, one of the first places I saw it was there. Um, yeah, but anyways, like I said, we're we're gonna do this show a little bit backwards. Um, before we get started, make sure you guys subscribe to us down there b- below. Hit the subscribe button. Also hit that little bell and the notifications. And there's a link down below that also. That'll take you to our clips channel. Make sure you guys subscribe to our clips channel. We're going to start breaking up some of this stuff and um, doing a little more different types of clips on that clips channel and uh, keeping our main show on the main show. We'll do a little bit longer uh, clips on the main show as well. So there's a couple little things that are new things that are coming your guys' way. We just dropped one today. That was um, your your discussion about the refereeing situation from the last mm-hmm. show. It was a longer clip. And I actually found out as part of that, they just recently uploaded your Cleguida fight to UFC YouTube. Oh. Um, so I, I pulled a screenshot from there. <clears throat> so the screenshot of the clip is clay gouging your eye, mm. which is what you talked about yeah. in the show, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's, it, yeah, the, I mean, I wish we could have got some more footage of the Tony Ferguson, Josh Thompson fence grabs, but whatever. Just leave it up to Herb Dean to miss both of them. <laughs> no, I'm just giving a hard time. No, look. Um, yeah, that, that was a good little segment that we had, John, on that one. I was actually flashing back to that, too, yesterday. I was thinking about it. And um, I just, I'm someone that is pretty adamant about the fouls and the penalty type thing. Like, there's got to be, like I said, there's got to be stricter rules for the people that are breaking the rules. It's just, there's, it's something's got to happen because right now we're so lenient on them. I'm not saying every single time take a point. I know we got into a little back and forth on it. I'm not saying every time take a point. And I don't think, I, I think the very, obviously, I think every uh, refs is no DQ. We don't want to DQ anybody. We want them to, to have an opportunity to win the fight. But we've gotten to the point now where it's like, okay, let me slap your hand off the cage three or four times. I don't, I think as a, as a, if you're a fan at home, you're thinking, oh yeah, he just grabbed it for a second. That second, all it takes is to break your momentum. My momentum has you going this way. You broke my momentum. The sweep's gone. And, but all my energy is with it too. And so uh, those type of things, the eye, the eye pokes, I know they're accidental. We're going to always have them because, so there's certain things that we've got to try to make adjustments to. And but the headbutts, the the uh, the legal elbow headbutts. See head headbutts are something. It's clash of heads. Normally. Very very rarely will you get a headbutt. It's a clash mm-hmm. of head, unintentional clash yep. of heads, and it's usually on both guys, and it's based upon just movement. Very rarely will you get one. You go that that was an intentional headbutt. I've had them, you know. I've had guys do it rack, and he, you know, and you go. So what do you stop? Mm-hmm. Time get up, you know. And that those are the ones that you'll sit there and you say, you know, like the DQ. I'll go to you, you know, as the fighter. Say, you know, hey, John, how you feeling? You know, if, and we'll say that you got cut from it. Hey, motherfucker head by me. I, I know, I saw it. Take your time. You know, you want to go punch him in the mouth? <laughs> you know, and you go, yeah. I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that chance again. Just, you know, tell me when you, you, know, you feel like you're ready to go. I'll go through the whole thing. I'll take points. 
two, because I'll say it was intentional, and I'll put you back in there when I could DQ him. But if I DQ him, first off, it's not the best for the promotion because the promotion is paying for a fight, and it's not the best for you sometimes because you'd like to go fucking kick his ass, and I'll give you that opportunity. You know, it's, it it really depends on the the attitude of the fighter and the way they are at the time. I agree. <clears throat> but then like go back and I look at we were talking about the Kieran Clark fight. He got up different. He was he was hurt. He was actually concussed. Yes. Not going to put him back. But my in. point I wouldn't put, wouldn't do that to him. And anybody. that's what I'm uh, saying like in the in the <clears throat> the initial kick that he got kicked with in the up kick the very first time he got. Yep. That was legal. That was a good that one. That was legal and it was good. Rocked good him one. sat him back to his butt. And then the second one, which was later on, a little bit later on, he was on his knees, almost on hands and knees, and just got kicked right in the face. And you could see how he fell. His body went limp. His right arm was like, kind of like He wasn't stiff. able to control yeah. his body weight as he's going down because his arm couldn't. Yep. He was out. I mean, like, and I, I think I'm yeah. thinking to myself, man, this kid, like, there's, why are we letting, why are we having a conversation whether, whether he should be able to continue? And um, those are the type of things I get concerned about because- that is like giving the guy that, that did the foul. You're giving him everything he wants. I don't care if you take a point because I know that I just pretty much knocked you out. And anything I touch you with next it should Hello. finish you. It's going to hurt you. It's extremely yep. lucky Good. Kieran Clark got the takedown right away and was able yep. and was able to get the finish. And didn't get didn't hit. hit. He didn't get hit. He didn't get hit at all and was able to get the finish and boom. I know. And he got it quick right after that. It was almost like a sense of urgency. And even when in the post-fight interview, remember he said, I've got a great poker face. And I was like, yeah, because you literally had to have a great yeah. poker face. It wasn't that it, it wasn't that good a poker face because everyone saw you got. But when he was talking to the ref, the, <laughs> yeah. oh, you're good, the doctor. Oh, you're good. I'm like, wow, you do have a great poker face. Remind me never to play poker with your ass. Because I was in my mind going, this is crazy. This is crazy. They're going to let this young man fight. And he's undefeated. Um, But yeah, I thought that was a mistake on the commission's part. But overall, what I was trying to get to get to the point was the point is we don't we're not strict enough with the penalties. Like you grab the fence and I warn you, don't grab the fence. If you grab it again, I got to take a point. I've already told you no, especially when you grabbed it. You two fingers, remember? When you grab it, you gotta let you like, and you do it again. Here's the difference. This is what people make a mistake with, though, Josh. Is if you and if you were fighting someone, and I was the referee, and you grabbed the fence and and I said that stopped you from going to the ground into a position that you did not want to be in. I'm gonna take the points. I don't have to warn you. I'm gonna take them straight away. I will take points away from you because you altered the fight. You did something that made it to where a position that should have occurred. It might, it may have been that you would have hit the ground and popped right back up. I can't say, but you were going to hit the ground. The grab kept it from happening. I'm going to take points. And, and a lot of people are like, well, you didn't even warn him. No, I don't have to warn you. And this is where people get into these things about, well, you must warn. No, I don't have to warn you for anything. I can take points, anything, but you can be too heavy in the taking of points as a referee. You have to have your reasons for doing stuff, and it has to always be consistent. No, that's true. That is true. I just, I, like I said, I feel like we're continuously not, we're, 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 what do you say, berating, or we're, we're, 
we're getting more angry at the person who didn't break the rules when they complain, <laughs> when they complain, when they, yeah, you know, like, I just, I don't get it. And I got, I got a little bit of flag. I saw, I read some of the comments going, well, you, all you did was bitch about the Aljo thing. <clears throat> I didn't bitch that whether he, they should have taken a point or not. Oh no, he got, he got, he got cracked. cracked. I'm not, I didn't ever complain about he that. Got cracked. I, my complaint with Aljo was the acting from Aldo or Aljo. That's all. I didn't care. Like I could care less whether he decides like, Hey, I took a hard shot. I don't want to continue. I don't care about that. I could would agree with you a hundred percent. You took a fucking clean, hard shot, but we see it all the time. When pride rules happen, guys can take shots to the face a lot better than people want to believe, you know? There and you that's, that's where that's, that was where I was going with that. I've got tons of respect for Aljo and his career and what he's done. It was just the moment that I was talking about. I know he's mad at me and, and all the shit that, you know, about, about me poking fun at him about it. But look, he's the champ. Or he was the champ. We won. He um, defended his title. He's he's a great. He was a, he was a great. He's a great fighter, and I think he'll be back. He he's is. probably the best fighter in that division uh, in the UFC. You know, um, he just he got clocked. He got clocked. Styles make matchups. He got clocked against uh, Sean O'Malley, but. Yeah, made a mistake. He overextended big time. He came back and redeemed himself against Peter Jan. And then he came back yeah. and had a great fight, even though he did nothing wrong. He did his job when he fought TJ Dillashaw. And um, and then his third fight. Who was his third fight with? One other guy. Henry, Henry Zudo. Zudo. Sorry, I keep forgetting the Henry fight. Great. Know. That was a great It was point. a great performance. performance. Great performance. Good yeah. fight. Really good fight. Um, so, yeah, I just, when people were talking about that specifically, like, well, you gave him such a hard time. No, I didn't give him a hard time because he took the shot. I didn't give him a hard time because he took the the way out. And it was a real it was shot. A real shot. I'm not getting. I'm not. I'm yeah, not no, giving no, him no. a hard time based off of those things. I gave him a hard time because he acted like, like he was lost and confused. No, man, you took the shot, and if you felt if you felt like you shouldn't fight, don't fucking fight. That's okay. I'm okay with that. Said man, hey, you know what? That that that's yeah. Me. Fuck yeah. And and no, and that's if you right. would just say, look, man, I definitely got a haze over me, and I got a fog over me that. It's not there. It's not there for me right now. I'm not taking this chance. This is my number one opportunity to win this, to, to get it, to win a title. I'm not taking a chance of losing it. I would under, everyone would have understood. I would understand anyways. I don't give a fuck what everyone else thinks. I would have understood, you know, uh, outside of that. All right, look, that's going to wrap up our, our talk on the whole rule thing, John. I know we went off. No more rules. Man, we, we've been going off a little bit here and there to get this whole thing started. I mean, shit, we're already 30 minutes in. And we haven't talked shit about anything yet. Well, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to see that, uh, when, that Leon Edwards is taking on Colby mm-hmm. Covington December 16th. We're going to see if any rules are broken there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, John, should we, tell, should we tell Podcast Dave now? Yeah, oh, we yeah. got to tell Podcast Dave now. So there's a good chance uh, we're going to probably have Leon on the show. And in doing that, I've, I've made it, we've made it very clear how much uh, Dave is a Colby Covington nut hugger and on how much he loves Colby. <laughs> we, we explained that to and, Leon. And, and I see everyone say, oh, you guys hate Colby. No, no, I don't hate Colby. I don't hate Colby at all. I think he's actually good for the sport. No, we hate Dave. I hate Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've made it very clear. Like, you guys, you guys don't get. Remember the whole uh, interim title argument? Well, we have those type of arguments about dumb shit all the time that Dave just pulls out of his ass. And so this is like kind of our payback. We've got to get Leon on the show, have Leon just put Dave in his place. And, you know, I think it's going to be a great opportunity for us to to bag on Dave. The whole show of just bagging oh, on Dave. I can't wait. Go, I want to hear. I, want, I would love just to hear the, the questions that Dave has for Leon. 
So what are you going to do when he does this? What are you going to do when he does that? And then it's going to be great. And then Dave's going to, hopefully Leon answers with some WWE type fucking response. Like, no one gives a shit what you think. I don't know what they say, but something like You know, one of the things that, one of the things I will say though, you know, because we were just talking about, you know, guys, you know, breaking rules and stuff like that. You know, as much shit as Colby talks and the whole shtick, clean yeah. fighter. He's a clean fighter. Oh, yeah. He goes out there, he does his job, he puts pressure on guys, and, you know, he, he comes away with the win usually by breaking people down. Can he break Leon down? I don't know. We're going to find out. Dave will say yes. So we'll have, we'll have Leon on to say why that's not going to happen. You know, here's here's the thing. Um, When I look at Colby and I look at Leon, I think that Leon's going to be, or sorry, Colby's going to be a harder fight for Leon than Kamar Usman was. I think that Kamar Usman, like he said, all the buildup, all the things, he's already beat Leon. He beat him years ago. I know Leon's a different fighter. We all, we've seen it. Yeah. But absolutely. that being said, John, him, Colby still has that gas in the tank to push, to get in your face, exchange. Kamaro was. Kamaro's got a great no, no, I'm not tank. Just, no, I'm not disagreeing with that. But he's been, he even said on the Rogan show, it was like a, a fucking weight off of his shoulders when the fight was over. Sure. He'd been doing it for a while. He'd been the champion for a while. He'd done, done a lot of good things. He's he's defended it pl- so not, many times. And not only was he the champion, Josh, he was the pound for pound, number yeah. one. That was pressure, too. There's, all those <clears> things, <throat> they add up. You know, so that all those things. And the other thing, too, is he got away from his wrestling what got him to the dance. The got, you know, he just got away from it because some of the knee stuff, injuries. some of the injuries, you know, plus getting older. And I've said it before, sure. like you get a couple knockouts. Not only do you fall in love with the, the fight, the, the stand up, and that's what he that's what he needed to do because he was getting older, but also to make some changes. But it was also because his body was breaking down on him. His knees were hurting him. His sure. back, his you know, all these things it becomes a problem. And so yeah. when I look at Colby, Colby is the guy who will just continue to wrestle and continue. And, and we saw in the second fight. The first one he beat him with the wrestling. The second fight in the first, the the title match, he was able to take Leon down after the first round, and he was able to kind of almost not almost say outstrike him, but he was having he was doing some good work on the feet also. But he was able to control some of that wrestling in that second fight. The third fight is where Leon um, had just a uh, a switch, something flipped, and he just believed in himself a lot more and just fought a way better fight. Now I think you're going to see that same Leon against Colby. But Pol- but Colby's- I was going to say, don't <clears throat> let, let me ask you this: Don't you think that having Leon fight guys that are big time wrestlers, good wrestling? <clears throat> And everything. one thing that Leon does not have to worry about with Colby the same way he has to worry about it with Usman is Colby doesn't have the power that Usman has. He doesn't have that one punch knockout power. That right there, so that opens things up a little bit for you. Now he does have the wrestling and he does have the gas tank. But at this point, Leon has proved himself to be a pretty goddamn good anti Rest, you know, wrestler, defensive wrestler, a guy that can keep guys from taking the fight where they want. And his, you know, prior performances, he's now showing I've stopped it multiple times. Yeah, you're going to get taken down, but he gets himself back to his feet and he does it well. <laughs> yeah. So it's not going to be an easy, you know, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's easy to get up from a wrestler. 
but having a guy that's a good wrestler that you know takes someone down and then can't keep them down and they're back up and all that energy was burnt and you didn't get the fight where you want it now you're in the same position you tried to get away from mentally that starts to be a problem for a lot of guys too i'm not saying it will be for colby he's pretty strong when it comes to just sticking with what he he's good at but all those things this is why this is a great you know we're going to talk a lot about this fight because it's interesting the way that they match up yeah what's interesting what's interesting to me is that colby even though his stand-up's not on leon's uh it's not anywhere near his level but that no. being said his punches come from weird angles and it's always the punches that that you don't see that knock you out <clears throat> and so when this whole thing's gonna when this whole fight starts to break out Leon just can't fight him like a traditional stand-up guy like how he fought Camaro or how he fought Nate yeah. and all these other guys because those guys will throw punches in normal standard ways <clears throat> sorry excuse me but Colby will <laughs> Colby will throw uppercuts overhand rights loopy punches over the top and from all from different angles just to set up his stand-up to get you moving your hands upward so he can get in deeper on the legs um Leon's done a great job with this double hand wrist control and just keeping the uh, his positioning is the most important two part. On one. People want to make this yeah. big deal about the double hand wrist control. I think it's a it is a big deal, but I know guys that can control you when you still have double hand wrist control. It's just the way they position their body against you. And Leon's able to he understands where he needs his body to be while he has that double hand wrist control. You know, and that makes it easier for him to start scooting his back to the fence or turning to face you and putting the hand down on the pocket and then turning to face you. He's doing a really good job of that. And we saw a little bit of that from his brother also against Johnny Eblen. And then he started to look like he started kind of get a little tired from doing it so much. Leon's got it under control right now. He's got to make sure he's in phenomenal shape because Colby will be pushing the action. He will be trying to wrestle a lot more than Kamaru Usman did. In their, you know, second and third fights. So, like you said, we're going to be talking about this fight a lot. But it is a very interesting fight to me. Because Leon with the speed, the great stand-up, the slickness of it all. You know, and Colby with the wrestling. And the awkward style stand-up, you know, could potentially slide something in there. So, it makes for a fun fight, man. I mean, but realistically, where do they go? Do you call this a Dana White privilege fight? With Colby Covington, <laughs> uh, let's be honest. Are there other people that are more deserving? Yeah, there are. I'm just gonna say it straight out. I mean, I like Colby, but take a look at Colby's record in his last four fights. Four yeah. fights. What is he? Two and two. Okay. Now there are guys that are on long winning streaks. Now. Colby's those fights, if you're going to look, okay, he's got the win against Masvidal, loss against Kamara, win against Woodley. Now, I'm going to be honest when I look and say, okay, the win against Robbie. Robbie, you know, at that point in his career, and he was on the way down. You know, still tough, still got a lot of power, so I give I give all the credit to uh, Colby for getting the win. Kamara beats him in the championship fight. Then he comes back and he beats Woodley. Yeah. But Woodley was also on the way down. Yeah. He had, he had lost the title to Kamaru, and uh, he wasn't the same guy. But he got the win. Then he lost to Kamaru a second time. But I thought That's he fought that, a better fight. You guys are not It's not fair. fair. It's not fair. Like, say, oh, he's just beating guys that are on the way out. 
Really? What, okay. I, I so, hold on. Do me a favor, Dave. Since he wasn't on the way out, I want you to show me Tyron Woodley's record from the moment that Colby got a win against him. Oh. He He's got nothing Gil but he lost losses the title there. To Kamaru. Four losses in a row. No, look, he lost four the title losses to... in a row. John, you got to listen. Four losses you, you in gotta a listen. row. You got to listen. You know what happens when you have four losses in a row? You got to listen though. You got to well, listen he, to me. Only, You're okay. kind of having a he problem. He had two losses though when he before he lost to Colby. He lost to he lost to Bell. He lost to Bell, and then <clears> he lost to Gilbert, and then he lost to Colby. So he only had two. And then he, he lost, lost to Jake Paul, twice. <laughs> Jake Paul. Oh yeah, yeah, but. Wait, he lost, no, he lost to Jake Paul after all that crap. Yeah. After exactly, Kobe. after Kobe. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. After Kobe doesn't mean anything. Kobe, Kobe's the one that really shut down his career. <laughs> oh, my God. You're nuts, dude. All right, you, we were on the same page, Dave, until you did that shit. Uh, I, love it. <laughs> I was like kind of on Dave's side until you said that. <laughs> uh, <dude>. You lost <laughs> me, no, brother. I mean, he wasn't on his no, way. He, he was... Look, go back, go scroll down. Let me, let's be honest here. Let's be, let's, let's try and be real. Hey, Kobe or Tyron? No, with Tyron. Yeah, so with the Tyron fight, right? With Damian Maya, he had, you know, he had a decision win. With, with, remember, the two fights with Steven Thompson, one was a draw and then one was a majority decision. It wasn't like he looked fantastic. You know, the last, the last time he looked fantastic was against Robbie Lawler uh, when he won the title. Um, You know, even against uh, Darren Till. I mean, Darren's not known for his submission defense. He got caught in the choke, whatever. But I thought he looked good. I still no, thought he looked good. I'll give it. Would he look good against Absolutely. Him. Yeah. Loses to Kamaru Usman. Uh, decision. But then you, you can just see it. He just started to slow down. Like, in terms of he just didn't want to have output. He just, I don't know what happened. We don't know. He's, I just know that I know I've trained with Tyron Woodley. <clears throat> he's a hard worker. He's very smart when it comes to his his cage presence and his ring presence, you know, when we'd work and his yeah. grappling, all those things. Um, he just ran into guys that had the recipe for him. And that was called pushing the pace. And guys that could wrestle him. He didn't like <clears throat> when he would train with guys like John Fitch and Koscheck, I mean, they would they would have good little scraps, but I had you had to lean towards those guys, be towards Koss and, and Fitch because they just they just had that little extra push, the little more car. Not I don't say cardio, that little extra push, that little extra. Okay, when you stop moving, I'm gonna keep going, and that's not cardio. That's just really like I'm gonna go when you're when you're done going, and that's both of those guys had that. <clears throat> Kamar Usman had that. Gilbert Burns had that. I mean, they want they just seemed like they wanted it more at that point of the career, and then after the Kamar Usman and the Gilbert Burns situation. The Colby fight came along, and there was just there was bad blood between them. And I think the tension of all that. Remember, he hurt his rib. Once it wasn't going his way, yeah. he started hurting his rib. He hurt his rib and just couldn't perform. Then the Vicente Luque fight just didn't look the same. I mean, he he was scrapping. Remember, they were they were throwing down. Oh, he was throwing. He was throwing down. He knew it was at stake. He, he knew like if I lose this yeah. fight, I'm probably done. You know, so I wouldn't say like I said when he lost to Colby, he had kind of written himself off. Colby, though, has lost to guys <clears throat> that were on their kind of their way out, whether it was T1, T. Wood or um, or uh, Robbie Lawler. Robbie has been always someone who's just fun to watch. He's got great power. He's a fucking legend in the sport. You know, Um, but he was, you know, closer to 38, I think, at the time that he fought him. Somewhere around there. Yeah, 2019. So he's about 38 Easy. years old. You know, Colby being the younger guy and great pace, whatever it was, Colby had his number. Got him that night in a decision. 
Kamar Usman <clears throat> had his number, got him, you know, and broke his jaw in that first fight, I believe. And then you go, then after that, he beats uh, T. Wood, and then he comes back and fights Kamaru again, loses. Then he fights Masvidal. Masvidal was on the way out. That was his last fight, I believe, was the Colby Covington fight. Correct, John? Yeah, that was, he retired. So, so. And, yeah. and Robbie retired, you know, just recently also, but he was on his way out. Like, no, hold on. No, he fought, no, I think, had no, one no, more no. fight. He fought, don't think, Nate. He fought um, Gilbert Burns. Oh, he okay, Gilbert okay. Burns, yeah. Yes, he had one more got fight. It, got it, got it. Okay. So, um, Dave, you had me until you <laughs> You said he ruined it. He, he finished his career. Oh, man. I was trying to take your side for a second, buddy, but you fucking lost I mean, me. he only had one more fight yeah. after Kobe, and it was a bad one, so... No, but I look at I look at um I, John John has a, a very good point. Like most of the guys that he has beaten as of lately, they're they're not even in the sport anymore. And so we're giving him Hello. yeah we're giving him a we're giving him a title shot. His last third one, four third fights. title shot by the way. He's two and yeah. two. That's Three right. Three title shots. Well, no, this is the fourth. You know, if you, he got a chance to win the interim. Oh, DeSanjos. <clears throat> okay, mm. against DeSanjos. He gets that. He, that's what gives him the fight against Kamaro. He loses. Okay, so you're not the champion. All right. <clears throat> and he comes back. He gets the win against mm. Woodley, but loses the second time to Usman. But where's Bilal Muhammad at? Ooh, that makes for. Can you click on that, Dave, on the on the rankings, please? <clears throat> He's number four, I believe. Is he number four in the rankings? So. Okay. No, he's three. three. He's three. Nope, number three. He's <clears throat> right behind Colby. Let's see, but pull up Bilal's current record. Let's see. Let's see just how many wins in a row he's riding, because that's what you look at and say, "Oh my God, look at all that!" One, yeah. two, three, four. He had a no contest, the eye poke with Leon. One boy on his six, way out. Seven, eight, nine. <laughs> Keep going. Let me see. Are you, are you at the top there? Lost, no? lost to Jeff Neal. Yeah, I'm in the top. I'm in the top. Gilbert Burns was the latest. Okay, so one, two, three, four, mm. five, six, seven, eight, nine fight win streak. Yeah, okay. but, but who's he beaten? No, that's a nine fight win streak. Who's he beaten? Gilbert he Burns. But he hasn't fought. How about he that? Hasn't Vicente the title Luque. To lose. How about that? He hasn't you're fought. All, for the you're all sitting there talking about you know Tyron <laughs> Woodley. Kobe's Vicente only lost Luque title fights. Beat Woodley. Okay. Kobe's only lost title fights. Colby loses to people that are, you know, only tail fights able to to fight at what he does, and obviously, Bilal Muhammad could wrestle with yeah. him. All right, look, I, I look, I look at this. Like Damian Maya is not in the sport anymore. Go back to that. Go back to that, please. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Um, Curtis Molander is not even in the UFC anymore. He's I think he's in PFL or he wasn't PFL. He's not. I don't think he is anymore. Uh, Sato. No, just <clears throat> just go from when he he fights Leon yeah, Edwards. Leon okay, the, it was a big win over over that, Damian Maya. Damian Maya. He's not in the sport anymore. That's a Stephen Thompson. <clears throat> who is? Yes, who is? That, that that's a, a big win. win. Uh, Vicente good Luque, win. good His win. Best performance was Sean against Brady. Sean Brady. Fantastic, just <clears throat> annihilated a, a really an undefeated yeah, fighter. A great at the time. fight. I think Sean Brady is really, <clears throat> really, really good. He's good all the way around. He's got good stand up. He's got to believe a little bit more in his stand up, <clears throat> but uh, he's good. And then just fight it with Gilbert Burns. I agree. I agree that he deserves to be right up in there. But I guess before we, like, we're talking about the Leon Edwards and the Colby Covington fight. But, I mean, something kind of struck me today when I was listening to 
something I, I think I listened to an interview with Steven Thompson. He said, look, if I beat Shavkat, I'm next and I'm getting next title shot. So I don't know if that was promised to him, <clears throat> but that's what was, that's what he, his comments were was, yeah, with the win over Shavkat, uh, I'll be next in line. Well, then where does that put Bilal? That's like, that's where I'm very confused. Where does that put Gilbert Burns who beat Steven Thompson? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I could see them maybe have, <clears throat> I could see them maybe have um, Kamaro fight the winner of, of if Shavkat was to win, maybe fight Kamaro. That's the only thing I could see. Or maybe Bilal needs to fight someone actually in the top five. Well, Chamayev's not even there anymore. Have you not seen the pictures of Chamayev? He's fucking huge. Like, he's enormous, John. I was like, I was yeah. like, yeah, I can see why you missed 170 by eight pounds. <laughs> it's like, actually, you missed it by 10. And then <laughs> it's like, I mean, he was huge. He's huge, man. Like, so, and then I saw the pillow. But he's a 185er, and that's where his that's fight where he should be. So. No, I agree. He should be an 85 pounder. Yeah. yeah. He's huge, though. Yeah. I mean, I just saw the picture of him just recently. And, and then he's also, you know, he's trained with Strickland. Now he's calling out Strickland. He's like, wait, brother, you got the title. <laughs> I'm coming. I th you're, I'm being honest, and I know he's not, you know, you can look at you know, Chemayev is not ranked in the 185s either, but Bo Nickel has said a whole lot of things about Chemayev. I would love to see Bo Nickel and Kamzat Chemayev locked together. That, to me, is the fight. It is. I, I just I want more experience for Bo Nickel. He's, he's going to yeah. need bullshit. Bullshit. <clears throat> Bullshit. <laughs> I'm just being honest. He's gonna need. I you think know? he needs more time. He needs at least two more fights. Nope. No. Okay, like he's not even in the rankings, is he? Ready to go. Is Bonacos not hey, even? Neither, even, is, uh, neither is Chimaev in the 185. We've. Are you kidding me? He was in the rankings and then he went down to. He he's was. He was. That's four he's at four seven. At 70. So you know. He's four at one seventy. Oh, okay. And he's when fighting you Costa. When you can't shut up. When you can't make a <laughs> weight. <laughs> You're not in that weight class. But he beats Costa. He's top five. <laughs> what happens when he loses to Costa? Is he top five? Depends. He's probably, depends up, how, he's probably in top ten. Depends on how good the fight is. So now you're going to put him in the top ten. Okay. Uh, he's probably. Well, I mean, I go go back. Go back to this. Sorry, Stop sorry. flipping around so much, buddy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep you on track. Uh, no, yeah, I'm trying yes, to keep you on very track. true. Don't get don't get too all excited. Look, I think Kamzat Chimaev is a great fighter. I think he's fun to watch. But styles make yeah. fights. And what does he win off wrestling. of? Wrestling. Yeah. Okay. For the most part, wrestling. He's got good no, he stand up does. too. Okay. But he lives off of wrestling. He ain't gonna out wrestle Bo Nickel. Yeah. No, he ain't gonna out wrestle. Him. Ain't gonna fucking but happen. Can Bo, no, can he's Bo not stand with him. I'm not saying okay. he can. I don't and know, now, but I, I'd like to and find now, out. Bo, but the other thing, too, is that I don't think Bo... Bo can maybe take him down, and Chemayev could probably get up, and then Bo will have to take him down again. The the wrestling for Bo to do 15 minutes of wrestling, maybe he can, maybe he can't. But when you're getting hit, it does something different to you. So on top of that, sure though, does. Bo, the wrestling... Chemayev's wrestling is good enough to stuff a couple of those takedowns and make Bo a little bit more tired. That's why I think Bo needs at least two more fights. And then I'll go ahead. Let's start feeding him to the wolves. But I mean, you got you got to. I look at I look if I look at this weight class for Bo Nickel, I'm like, you know what? Let's get you. Let's get you going. Maybe maybe with someone like a Paul Craig. The submission threat is there. Okay. The he wants to be on the ground. 
this gives me an opportunity to stand with you and hit you. How's he going to get me to the ground? Um, that's a good way to get you in the top, in the top 12, you know, somewhere in there. And then after that, we go ahead and we bump you up to someone like a Roman Delizzi or a Marvin Vittori. Then after that, let's just talk title. But I, I, I want to get him. I want to get his feet wet a little bit in that, in that top 12. And I'm giving him, I'm giving him fair play here. I'm giving him good guys. You know, if I was to give him Imovov, I mean, that's a tough fight for him. You know, um, experience all the way around. That's a good fight also. Uh, I look at guys like nothing against these guys. Brandon Allen and Kelvin Gaslam. Kevin, Kelvin's going well, to Kel- 70. Kelvin's, Kelvin's he's going to 70. So but coming. Brandon Allen is is stylistically a good matchup for him. <clears throat> so is so is mm-hmm. a Hermanson. Stylistically a good matchup for him. Guys like I when I say, hey, give him Paul Craig, that's a, that's a stylistically a good matchup for him. But you get to Roman Delizzi, that's a difficult fight for him. Roman can fight. He's got good, big power in his hands. That's a dangerous fight for him. And I, that's why when I say you get him to a Roman Delizzi and then you get him maybe to a, a Marvin Vittori or a Jared Cannonier, then then that's, that, okay, we're next in line for a title shot. But I mean, that's all may change within the next two years, or the next year of him getting two shots or two fights. There's a lot to talk about. <clears throat> Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the next fight, though. We're done talking about Kobe, obviously. Kobe and... <laughs> Man, we've spent 50 Jeez. minutes talking about this. I love oh, it. Well, who do you have in the fight? Who do you have, Kobe and Leon? I mean, I know you're, you're saying you're going to get an interview with Leon, so I, I kind of see where that's taking you, but... No, no. Look, the no, interview with that, Leon, that, that, has, that has nothing to do with it. Nothing it just, like, I'm, I know him, and, like, we were able to do, and John knows him, obviously, and then, but it's like... We were able to do like an autograph signing with them and hang out and do a, uh, what are they called? A meet and greet with with uh, with him and, and with uh, Brennan Lochte and those guys you know, for one of their sponsors. They invited us to come do it with them and and so it's a good chance for us to catch up. And every show I see him for his brother, it's like we always sit and chat for a bit. Sometimes you know hang out and do whatever. But it's like <clears throat> this was a good opportunity to say, hey man, I just was like, hey, our producer fucking loves Colby Covington. So let's get you on the show, you know, and I uh, got to give him a hard time. Just let you go. He's like, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely ready to do it. So he goes, I'm ready. All right. Next fight. All right. Here we got a uh, Yuri uh, Prochaska versus Yuri Prochaska. For the title. Alex yeah. yeah. Well, it should be. Prochaska was the champion. You know, even this cracks me up because Jamal Hill got a shot at the title and won it over Glover. When Yuri gave it up because he had a shoulder injury and he was going to be out and he set the title to the side. Yuri Prochaska should be freaking fighting for the title. Now, right now, you know, Jamal Hill can't. He's, you know, he is uh, on the Aaron Rodgers recovery train with a torn Achilles tendon. That sucks. And it's going to take him a while. But, you know, this is the, this is the fight to make in the light heavyweights. You had you know, Pereira going up. You beat Blahovich. Yuri Prochaska is ready to go. This is the fight to make. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree with you. I mean, Alex didn't look fantastic against Blahovich, but he looked good. Looked good enough to get the win. Yeah. Um, and Yuri coming back, and we're gonna see if he's if he's rusty at all. We're gonna see, um, you know, how he's doing. We're gonna find out. And so, I look at how active Alex has been. And Yuri's punches come from weird angles, all those things. But what Yuri's kind of always had is he's had the cardio, the conditioning, he pushes the pace. But what concern, not concerns me, what I feel like is going to make this fight, John, 
is that Alex Pereira probably hits harder than anything that Yuri's been hit with, probably. It's going to be right up there at the top. I'd say probably top two, three fighters he's ever fought. Okay. And, but but Yuri has been hit, and he's got he has shown he's got a hell of a No, he's chin. got a great chin. I do agree with you. He's got a yeah. good chin. Okay. But just, just based off of how sneaky and how good and how he hits his left hands and all his left hooks, Alex is not like a, 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 a kickboxer or a fighter that he's ever really fought. And if he cracks him at the right time, hides it behind a kick, any whatever it is he does, I, I just think he's got enough to stop. Yuri's not the best wrestler. He's not that. No, but he's very. Here, here's the thing. He is unconventional. Mm-hmm. He is awkward, but awkward in a good way because he he does things that other guys don't mm-hmm. at times that other guys won't, and that makes him a difficult fight for anyone. And just that you never know what the guy's gonna do. Yep. And yeah. You know, again, styles make fights. I think it, I I look at this. Either guy can win it. Obviously, I think uh, if the fight hits the ground a couple of times, Prochaska is going to be uh, favored if that fight's on the ground. But in the stand-up, yeah, obviously Alex would be favored. So that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, it's going to make a fun fight. We'll see if there's any ring rust. That conditioning, that cardio. I mean, Alex has been, he's been active. Active is all Which is good for him. Yeah, it's going to be a good fight. Next one. All right, next one here. We have another title fight, flyweight championship. Uh, Alexander Pantoja versus Brandon Roy Val. Roy Val. Val. Who won the first fight? That's a great matchup. Pantoja won right from the dislocated shoulder of Roy Val. No, no, no. That was against uh, Brandon Moreno. I I don't know why I keep messing up. Uh, it's going to be a good fight. Look, we had a good chance to talk with... Uh, That's a great fight. I talked with Johnny Evan. Were you there when we were talking about Johnny Evan and yeah, yeah, Pantoja? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, we were he's talking about like, That guy, he's like, I thought I fucking trained hard. That guy trains like a fucking madman. He's like... Pantoja won the second. Yeah, he just said... He just says, I watched myself train. I was like, I, he's like I'm, I fucking train like a madman. He's like, I see that guy. He's like, he's like, he's training. He's training with those inner demons. And <laughs> that's exactly what he said. He's training in terms of, you know, it's the it's it's all the things that that uh, Petoja talked about after his fight, you know, trying to make his dad yep. proud, all those things like it's you can tell, like I said, these guys, these men and women that fight, they're they're cut from a different cloth. There's a lot of inner inner demons in there that they're trying to get out on those tie pads. And <clears throat> when they get into that cage, they're trying to get out on your face. And so it's, uh, you know, he just seems to have that nastiness about him and whether it fuels him and drives him, whatever it is. But I mean, after what I saw he, with his fight with Moreno, man, it's hard. It's gonna be hard for me to go against him. He's, oh yeah, he's got, he looked tired the whole damn fight after round one. And he just dug deep and was like, Sucked I'm not up. tired. And he just, and he threw everything with bad intentions. There was never a moment in that fight where he's like, no, I'm just going to touch you. No, 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 I'm going to fucking knock you out. Every single time he threw something. <clears throat> and he's, it's hard to be hard for me to go against him, you know? And that, and I, you got to look and be honest about it. You know, people don't realize that was his third fight against Brandon Moreno. Mm. He had had two fights, two wins. 
it is not easy to beat a good fighter three times. That is a rough one, and he did that. You got to big up. Was a, it was a great fight, man. It was a fantastic yeah, was. fight. There was honestly there was just no there was no loser in that fight. I mean, there was obviously, but at yeah. the end, us fans were going, "Give me round six. <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Let's go next." Yeah. Right, uh, before we go into the next fight, I'm gonna give you guys a quick break here. Ah, uh, before we get into the next fight, make sure you guys go to OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. Who's this girl on here? Oh, oh, there it was. As soon as he says, Ooh, who's that? All right. Uh, that is not why you go to OnlyFans for the Wayne In podcast. So we are there for the athletes. Combat sports. That's what we're pushing. There is. There's tons of athletes that are on there. I mean, but we've also got a ton of uh, combat sports athletes on there. You got Chris Cyborg, AJ McKee. <clears throat> Uh, Luke Rockhold, Brent Primus, all these athletes are posting nonstop, and uh, there's gonna be some more athletes. There's uh, Michael Venom Page is on there. There's a lot of there's a lot of athletes on there. There's also a lot of uh, motocross. There's a lot of um, I was just following someone the, the other day. It does the uh, what is it called? The MotoGP. So like the it's oh. the the motorcycles <laughs> that are on the road. MotoGP. I it's, I always go to the one that's in Laguna when I was living in California. Super bikes. bikes. And um, yeah, so you've got these type of athletes on there just talking about how they tune their bikes, how they take care of their vehicles, their cars, if they're, you know, part of NASCAR or Formula One. And, uh, you know, you got fighters that are on there, whether it's boxing, whether it's you know, Andy Ruiz, he's worked with them as well. So there's tons of athletes on there that are giving away, um, you know, information on how, some of their techniques as well as just, you know, direct contact with them to uh, communicate, you know, with their, with their, with their fans. So uh, go to OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. Subscribe to us over there. It is free. We're not asking for any money from you guys. Just sign up and join us, and we'll throw in some extra content over there. Content over there. All right, man. So let's go ahead and uh, break into a new one. This is the one. Whoa. And there it is. <clears throat> Tony Ferguson taking on the Batty Patty Pimlet. What do you think? You know, John, I've, I've heard a lot of other uh, media pundits talk about their take on this and i gotta be honest if i see patty's coming off of not so great performance no, that's against Jerry yeah Gordon. that's one two is he just got married that means there was um some extra eating involved <laughs> there was a honeymoon there was, you know, so, so some extra stuff, extra right drinking, now. all that other stuff, whatever it was. Anyways, but he's coming off that. <clears throat> he, did he make weight last time? Yeah, he did. Okay, he weight. but he, the, makes yeah, weight. he does. But, but he 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 gains weight, yeah. but he gets it off. Look, Tony is not, and we all know he's not. Tony we, is not, he's what, not he what he was. was. What concerns no. me though is that the physical strength at the age that Tony's at and the damage that he's taken. It's the physical strength. Can he take the shot, that, the shots that Patty will give him on the feet? And not only that, Nate's got one of the, Nate's probably got one of the best, if not the best guillotines in the game. And he caught him with the guillotine. But Patty's got the physical strength to really, really drive it home. Like, you know, in terms of like getting to the guillotine, getting to the triangles, those type of things. Now, look, I get what you're saying. I think the grappling goes towards Tony. But Tony's physical strength, he's not a strong guy. He was able to maneuver himself out of positions, 
with some of his flexibility, his awkward style of grappling, kind of that that um uh Eddie um guys just a coach. Eddie, Eddie Bravo. Bravo. Just the flexibility, the goofiness of how he trains, you know, the that whole Eddie Bravo style. But he he can't do it anymore. You see him doing the knee slides, <clears throat> the takedown knee slides. Yeah, I know. In the cage yeah. before he warms up. Go back and watch his last two fights. He doesn't even go all the way to his knee anymore. Like he just kind of walks through it. And so his body is banged up and sure. he can't do whether he thinks mentally he can do it. He just his physically he can't do it. He's damaged his body too much. His elbows are probably fucked up from punching and from armbar defenses with that Charles <clears throat> Charles um Oliveira fight. Yeah. The damage nasty. he took mentally and I think physically in that Justin Gaethje fight. Definitely not good. The knockout by Michael Chandler. Those are just the three that really are fresh in my mind that did the most work. Not a good situation, man. And Patty, look, no matter how shitty of a performance he had, he's young, he's spry, he's got power in his hands. He's got he's physically strong. He doesn't have he's not that good in the stand. He's not good at all. He's not that he's not that big a uh, a power striker. He's not. But John, he, he I get what you're saying. He's just a lot he's much. He's a lot faster. And he I know will, that's that's the problem that I see in this fight for he'll Tony. He'll land, he'll land three or four before Tony. Yeah. As much as and look, I think I think this is this. If there's ever an opportunity, because you look at the guys that Tony has fought. Someone said oh, it's fucking murderers row. It's who's, who's who? It's murderers it's row. It's it's. Yeah. I can't take anything away from him, man. Like the guys he's lost to, they're fucking all. They're all fucking. No, really good. If, if you're if you're gonna be honest and look at it, if Dave pulls up the record of Patty Pimlet, look, Soren Bach's got a win over. Okay, Soren Bach is you know a, a really good grappler, good wrestler. Took him down, controlled him. But if you take a look at those fights, name me the name that you go, wow. I can't. I can't. I there can't. you go. Jo maybe Jordan Levitt, only just because Jordan was just fun to watch twerk. I don't know, man. I can't. <laughs> um, you know, I can't. <clears throat> you know, so I, I look. I look at it. I'm just. And if you remember, was it was it the Vargas fight? He got dropped in that fight. Remember, he almost got finished. Yeah. It was his first fight in the UFC, I yeah. believe. No, that no, was the second. second. Okay. I believe. Yeah, he got he got he got dropped. He got in a lot of trouble in that fight. Uh, yeah. And just, it was just, a, it was a, like he makes mistakes. He fights really aggressive. He may, he gets himself tired. He does cut a lot of weight. So the fatigue sets in around halfway through the second round. And if this fight does go, this is not a main event, is it? No, okay, no, it's, I wouldn't. It's on the, um, three round December card with oh, John yeah. Jones. I uh, not John Jones. Um, yeah. This is the same one that you have Leon. Edwards Leon. Yeah. Got it. And so, um, uh, that's in the UK. No. Oh, in Vegas? No, in Vegas. No, Vegas. Um, I just look at youth as, as a motherfucker. And it, the speed is an absolute concern in this yeah. fight. If Patty fights smart and tries to stay on the, you know, his bike and on the outside and just uses speed to get in and, and land shots, I think he's got a great shot at winning the fight. John, but look at this picture. This picture here. 
is look at look at look at Tony's shoulders, look at his chest. He he's starting to to this is an older little bit older picture too. He's starting <laughs> to develop a little bit more of the older man body. And I, I know I've, I've I went through this process. I was looking at myself going, yeah, sure, you're still lean, you're still ripped, but you're starting to get the old man like kind of no upper chest. It's only just the lower chest. Like your shoulders are not as well rounded like how you look at Patty Pimlet's there in the in the picture next to it. They're not as well rounded. Like there's just things that you notice when you start to age, and I see it in him, man. And I'm not knocking him. I I love Tony Ferguson, man. I'm a huge fan. Always been a fan. Um, you know, I just look at Patty. The speed's gonna be a factor. You say he doesn't have a lot of power. I agree, he doesn't have a lot of power. But if I'm if I'm able to hit you two or three times before you can start defending, That's true. I don't need a lot of power. I just need to hit you in the right spot. Right. Um, takedown defense. Tony's not a great wrestler. He's good. He's good. But I all he, yeah. But he's a way better wrestler than yes. Patty. But Tony. But Tony doesn't shoot. Very. No, yeah. He doesn't because that's why his when he does the little thing you know before the fight starts it's, it's not looking no. good right now. But he doesn't like to rely on his wrestling. And he never did. Yeah. Look, if he can come out and have a first round like he did against Michael Chandler. He might be able to fat it. Yep. He might be able to finish Patty. But that the thing is, as as at 37, 38 years old, we we were we we're just talking about Daniel Weishel for Bellator. He just retired. Mm-hmm. His yeah. body's not anywhere near as banged up as Tony Ferguson's. Okay, but even he, even him, someone who just takes care of his body, takes care of him, his health, takes care of all of his nutrition. You look at him, he's like he looks like he's fucking 31, 30, you know, 30, 31 years old. Tony's done too much damage, I feel like, to his body. And uh, as much as I want him to win this fight, uh, he's got his hands full. And everyone's like, oh. You're going with Patty. You're going with Patty. I'm not going with anyone right now. I'm not going with anyone right now. Uh-uh. We are going to make a gentleman's bet on this. No, we're not. See, this is what John tries to get me to bet on things where he's just like, you know, and this is a 50-50 fight to me. Okay. So it's even that we... You take one guy and I take the other. Nah, I'm good. Nah. Yeah. You know, even though I'm not friends with Tony, I still got too much respect for him to bet on him. I just, I just thought I can't do it. I can't do it. You don't have to bet on him. <laughs> uh, well, see, then I should have told you who I was betting. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I think it's a 50, 50 fight. I think, um, you know, Patty coming off a long layoff, not having a great performance last fight, getting married. Maybe it's refocused him, whatever it was. But um, I don't know. I think Tony, he's got something to prove. I, he doesn't finally take the tension off with all the, oh, this guy's ranked number four. This guy's number number seven. All that's gone now. I mean, Tony hasn't, he's not in the yeah. rankings now. Not, you know, so he's got to, he's going to have to try to get this win over this young buck. Tough fight. Next one. All right. Let's look at one uh, SCs this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at this. Stamp Fairtex going out there again. She's fun to watch. Yes. She goes out there and man, she puts on a performance. She goes after her opponent. I have not seen Ham Siohi yeah. from South Korea fight, so I don't know anything about her. I know all about Stamp. I've watched mm-hmm. her multiple times and uh, enjoy watching her fight. This is for their interim championship. Uh, the champion's out right now, but just from what I've seen, 
he better be damn good if she's gonna stay in the stand up with stand-up. well it's not even the stand-up now and st- and now it's the exactly st- and now stamp mm-hmm. actually not bad on the yeah, ground stamp's gotten pretty good on the ground she got nasty ground up pound she's been working on her ground up pound she looks when she gets to the top position she's learned how to like crush the half guard and crush into that where she kind of like sits over into a kc guard which i call it where she puts the knee across she's able to kind of keep and pin those hips down and do some damage She's gotten really good. She's had a couple submission wins. Uh, I think two that I've seen. Um, she's she's getting really good. She's fantastic, man. She's a fantastic fighter. She's nasty on the feet. She's uh, she's not afraid to shoot now and, do, and hit takedowns herself. She can sprawl and brawl. But when she gets on top, man, she puts some work in. She does some nice work. Some good elbows. Some heavy strikes. So um, I, I'm with you, John. Though I have not seen uh, Hamseo he, uh, but. She better be ready. She better be ready. So um, yep. we'll find out. Um, like I said, guys, we don't know a lot about their fighters, but I know Danielle Kelly and Jessica Khan. Like um, Jessica Khan is from, um, she's from AOJ. California. She's from California, the Costa Mesa area, though. She trains with Hoffa um, uh, and Guillermo Mendez, the Mendez brothers. Great. She's a fucking stud. She is a stud. She's fantastic well, this to watch. Is a, this is a grappling yes. match. You know, that's what she mm-hmm. does. This is not an MMA, but it's an atom atom weight submission grappling mm-hmm. world championship match. So should be a good should one. be good. And, and Danielle Kelly's really good. She's cra- I think Danielle Kelly's gonna be a little bit um strength wise, it's not gonna favor her. I think Khan's gonna have a little bit more issue, a little bit stronger. Khan is really good. Um, but Khan is also for me, I've always seen her compete in, in gi. I know she's good no gi as well. Yeah. But the focus mainly has been for her and Gi. This will be in a no Gi match, obviously. And uh, I think I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see how, uh, how well she does because Danielle Kelly is really, Kelly is really good in, in the no Gi. All right, John Lineker. John Lineker taking on Stefan Lohman. Lohman very good in the stand-ups. Lineker's got big power. Lineker can take the fight to the ground. He just doesn't seem to do that too much. Uh, he's had some he's had some good fights in one. He's had some tough fights in one where he's taken some abuse too. But this is one where I know he's gonna he's gonna stand yeah. against Loman. Not the smartest thing to do, but he's gonna do it. So we're gonna see if his power can overtake the speed and technique of Loman because Loman's good. Yeah, Lineker just does choose not to to fight smart. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, I can <laughs> see why. I mean. Uh, he's got big power. He can take a shot, deliver shots, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, full long fight versus Amir Khan should be a good fight. I know full long is not what he who he used to be. No, he's he's getting he's older. getting older, but he's got some good stand up. He's got some good power. Uh, Amir Khan, um, he can take a shot and he can give a shot. But this should be a that should be an action packed fight. Scroll down a little bit more. Let me see if there's anyone else on here I want to that I know of. Mauro Sorelli. T- <clears throat> Tough, very strong as a heavyweight. Uh, pretty good wrestling defense. Paul Elliott from the United Kingdom, very strong. Got good power in his hands. Not the greatest wrestler, so you might see Sorelli actually trying to out-wrestle and get Paul Elliott on the ground and use some ground okay. pound. But I don't know either one, just so you know. I'm letting everyone know. Got to be fully transparent. Go ahead and scroll down a little more. That it? No, that was Sorry. it. Yeah, the card that it's there. You go. That's the card. Okay. All right, guys. Well, hey, I know we couldn't give you guys much on that. Um, this is one of those cards that kind of just popped up on us, and we um, there's not a lot of big names on there, names that we're too familiar with. We don't get a lot of the shows over here in the U.S. I mean, they're on Amazon Prime, but 
We're trying to make it work as best we can. All right, let's go to the PFL. We're going to have kind of a similar PFL in Europe, in Europe, in Paris, kind of a very similar situation, but John knows a couple of these guys because he's seen them fight in glory Uh, and kickboxing, but you got the PFL um, main event. Go ahead, John. Cedric Dombe, man, his standup is freaking good. Now, Jordan Zebo is good. Uh, He's got some grappling to him. He'll stand and fight, but he does not want to be in a stand-up battle with Cedric. Cedric is a talented kickboxer, fought in glory for a long time. He's now 4-0 as a mixed martial artist. So uh, I'm telling you right now, that fight, with uh, if Jordan can take it to the ground, he's got a chance. If he was going to be in the stand-up, you don't want to be in the stand-up with uh, Dombe. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Zebo looks fucking ripped. Yeah. Uh, but some they're both undefeated four and oh so we're gonna find out man uh someone's always gonna go definitely for sure all right scroll down a little bit there for us give me some more john simon simon powell going up in the light heavyweights against abdel Urami. that's a good fight that's that's both of those guys are talented dakota uh decheva She's now 8 no. She's, uh, I think she's had all but one of her fights mm-hmm. in the PFL. I could be wrong about that, but she's undefeated in the PFL, obviously, because she's undefeated in her career. She's really been putting on some great performances. Um, Franz Malambo, I've, I've called some of his fights. She's Go ahead. Win. Sorry. Yeah, Franz Malambo, he's a good, good fighter, man. Tough, very athletic. Um, he's got good takedown. Francisco Nuzzi, I've never seen him fight, so I don't 10 know. 10-1. Uh, Francisco Nuzzi, yeah. but Franz Malambo nice, is someone who's got good stand up, very hard to get in the range. Um, I'm trying to remember who he fought. Scroll like Franz, scroll on Franz Malambo. Who did he fight? And someone he's had, he's had some good, he's had some good fights and he's had yeah. some bad fights. He had one though, where Ricky Mendejas. Um, he lost to Ricky. He had had Ricky's leg up in a single leg, and he was beating Ricky. And it was a close back and forth battle, but he was beating Ricky Mendejas. And um and I kid you not, man, he hit Ricky hit him with fucking uh two piece while he had his leg up in the air and oh, just dropped him and knocked right. him. I was like, Holy yep. shit. But it was a, that was a it was an insane fight. Same side, same yep, hand same twice, side, right? Yep. Two yep. three I think he hit yeah. him two or three times. He hit him two or three times in that fight. But I was there calling his fight when he beat Nathan Grayson and uh Dominic Wooding. And I mean, he had some great performance. He's fun to Both watch. of those guys are tough Both fighters. Both of them are good. Yeah. Both of them are real tough. Yeah. Um, what else? Anything else on here, John? Scroll down more, Dave. You got uh, the guy who uh, was the first fight for, uh, we were just talking about Patty Pimlet, mm-hmm. but Luigi Vindramini, that was his first fight in the UFC. So oh. uh, he's now in this uh, PFL Europe card. So be interested mm-hmm. to see how he does there. All right. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our bell or not our, bell, our PFL talk. <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, that's going to wrap up our our PFL talk. And um, yeah. And so I guess, look, that's going to be in Paris. So you guys are going to have to kind of search and scour the web to watch that. Certainly. I think they, they actually came out. PFL is coming out with a, a channel for people to go to. I'm just not sure what it is. So I, I would to say it if I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and let, we're going to go back to a little bit of news uh, for but that's not new. This is from UFC 200. Man, that's a long time ago. dude. 
this is what this is what major companies do, John. They drag it out so long, they it makes you go broke. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, what it is, the judge strikes down Mark Hunt's case against UFC Dana White and Brock Lesnar. Uh, U.S. District Judge Jennifer Dorsey found Hunt failed to prove the trio acknowledging misled him that Lesnar would not use performance enhancing drugs in connection with their UFC 200 bout and conspired to book it despite previous knowledge that Lesnar was doping. Look, he just didn't have the he didn't well, have the back information to actually present. That's all. It's all just the fight happened. UFC knew they and he thought they knew. He just didn't he didn't, he didn't well, have anything to prove. That they knew. Let's Go be ahead. honest about that. Yeah, let, let's break this down a little bit, though. And let's be honest. I'm, I can understand why Mark Hunt is pissed off. Mm-hmm. Okay? I can understand it because at the time, the UFC was, you know, under USADA. And it's not like they weren't at that time. They were under USADA. Brock was brought in from the WWE, you know, to have this special fight. And... Mark was told that Brock was going to have to pass USADA, you know, for him to fight. Well, he didn't have to pass to fight. He just had to pass, and he didn't do that. Now, I can understand why Mark's upset, but did the UFC know that Lesnar wasn't going to pass? No, they didn't know. They, you know, they're putting on the fight. They're they're using Brock because you know they're trying to put together this big card but it's not like oh they knew that he was you know taking something at the time and they were trying to hide it they weren't trying to hide it they made the mistake of hey we're going to believe that you're not on something and you're then you're going to take the test and you're going to come back clean and that's going to make us you know you know believe in the fact that you weren't taking anything and that just didn't work for him but it's not I, I look at I understand why Mark is upset. And I and it's like I understand why he's upset at Brock. And I understand, you know, he's had his ups and downs with the UFC, but did the UFC put Brock Lesnar into that fight knowing that he was using performance enhancing drugs? Do you think they did? I'm not gonna get coaxed into this. <laughs> Sorry, <man. laughs> So you do think they did, John? No, no. I look at it this way. I know I, this thing. Look what they were trying to do with Nate Diaz. Yeah, he tested positive, and they were like, "You know what? We'll 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 get it all sorted out after." And Nate said, "Fuck you! We'll get it sorted out now." That means that they knew that Nate tested, and they were still going to let him fight. So I would not hold it against them or not hold it against them. I would not say that they are not, that they have not tried to do that or would not do it. Okay. Good. That's point. the only thing. That's the only thing based off of. That's a good point. One that, you know, I, I knew of, but I didn't think of it. So good. And point. So when I'm, when I'm looking at this, I mean, I'm just thinking to myself and this was early in USADA, you know, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I can't say, I don't want to say that they they knew, but I want to say that the history, which I can only give you that case, is that they tried to have Nate still fight, and we'll just we'll deal with it after. Yep. No, no motherfucker, we'll deal with it now. 
I can't, I can't bring up anything else. That's the only thing. So to say that they wouldn't know, I can't say for sure they didn't know. I'm just giving the the facts here. That's all I know. <laughs> all right. So, you know, and I know people in Nate's camp that said, no, no, they, they even try to offer money. They try to like, you know, we'll do, we'll take care of it all afterwards. No big deal. You know, like it's, it's probably just a mis, you know, misunderstanding, you know, just going to keep the fight and nah. <laughs> so that just lets me know. No. Uh, what else you got for us? All right. Any uh, comments you guys want to talk about <laughs> on the Bellator rankings? Uh, they brought them out, and I'm just wondering where you guys think as far as Aaron Pico. We've made enough bad comments on our ranking systems as there is. Jeez, man. It's just the media just can't get it right. Um, you know, but look, I haven't looked at them in a while because they're so depressing to watch for me to look at them. <laughs> I do like the fact that Hassan Magomed Sharapov in his first fight at featherweight actually got moved into the featherweight rankings because you know what that some bitch is good he's fucking really good he's really good I mean, he fought a fucking beast of a guy too at his last fight um who did he just fight i can't remember his name Nijelski. the uh, was it yeah peter, peter Nijelski. peter Nijelski. how do you say his name is it the Nige- i think it's Nijelski. yeah he fought him, and he's a beast, man. The guy's big. He's got power. He's got good takedown defense. You saw it, too, in Hassan's face. Like, man, this guy's bigger than I thought. But what I was doing when I was commentating his fight, I was like, you could tell that Hassan was like, all right, it's going to be a little bit more work than I thought. Not like, oh, man, fuck. The look on my face is like, oh, fuck. This is yeah. going to be horrible. That's going to take a long No, no. He's just like, yeah, I'll break you down. Sure enough, broke him down. Right to the side choke. Beautifully done. Good, good. And I love how they both kind of sat up and sat on their knees and looked at each other and they're like, damn, you got me. It's like, damn, you're fucking stronger and harder than I thought. It was, it was a, it was like mutual respect. And I, I had to say something about it on TV, man. Cause they were just so, they were back and forth and Jessica was doing whatever he could to stop him. And Hassan was so patient and doing what he was doing. I was like, all right, this is going to be good. This is going to be a good fight. And sure enough, it was it led up to be a good fight. I think it ended somewhere around the middle of the second round. Good fight though. End of, end of the second round. Yeah. Good fight though. Um what 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 kind of bothered me about this whole thing is you've got Al Jomain Sterling and you've got uh TG Dillashaw. The fight ends in a dislocation of the shoulder. And Aljo leaves with the title with the TKO win, basically a what self inflicted injury. And, you know, and TJ retires and moves on with his career, you know, life after fighting. Well, Aaron Pico loses to just two fights ago. He loses to Jeremy Kennedy. And I love Aaron Pico. I've known, Jer- I've known Aaron Pico since he was about 15, maybe 14. And, um, and Aaron has lost to Jeremy Kennedy just two fights ago. The same way how TJ lost to Aljo. The shoulder popped. Shoulder well, that, popped that, out, and just it ended up being considered a no. It was about a year ago because I think it was in October uh-huh. of 2022 when that fight took okay. place. So about a year. But it goes on the record as a loss. It's sure. a it's a self inflicted TKO, right, or something like that. No, self inflicted okay. injury. It's a TKO. Okay. But somehow they have Jeremy Kennedy dropping below Aaron Pico. John, can you give me any explanation on this? No, I cannot. John. Jeremy Kennedy has gone and he beat Aaron Pico. Now, I uh-huh. admit, 
that was based upon an injury. So you really don't know. But Jeremy Kennedy got the win, and he deserves the win because he went out there and did his job, did what he was supposed to do, and he got the win. Jeremy Kennedy then went and fought Pedro Carvalho and got the win there. So he's had those two fights. Aaron Pico lost to Jeremy Kennedy. Then he came back, and he beat James Gonzalez. And now he just beat Pedro Carvalho. And it's absolutely nuts that he moves ahead of Jeremy Kennedy just based upon the fact that he beat Pedro Carvalho, who was also beaten by Jeremy Kennedy, who also beat Aaron Pico. So the only reason... But I think, but I think it's the, the... The way it was done by the, the mutual... They have two guys. They have two fighters. Both of mm-hmm. them have fought one guy in their last two fights. Like, they, they've, you know, and so the only thing I can think of is, well, Aaron Pico finished him. Oh, yeah. And, and Jeremy, Jeremy Kennedy, Kennedy went the not. distance. But then I can also say, well, Jeremy Kennedy finished Aaron Pico. <laughs> I mean, I know. Yeah, but I see But I see that I look at the way they're looking at it is it was an injury. It was a self-inflicted injury. It wasn't something that Jeremy Kennedy did. And Aaron Pico fought an entire round against Jeremy Kennedy with one arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're looking at it now instead of based upon records or head to head, they're saying, I just believe that Aaron Pico is the better fighter. Hmm. Okay. We'll see. I guess we'll see. Scroll through. Do you have can you scroll be. through these a little bit there, Dave? Let's see what the next ones are. <clears throat> and yeah, I kind of like all those. The lightweights are pretty good. Logan Jackson. I kinda I guess it's a little weird for me that Jason Jackson is not moved ahead Logan Storley now because he's next in line, but I could, whatever. I'm not, I'm not arguing with that. It don't matter. You know, um, yeah. you know, the fight that I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for that Yaroslav Amosov, Jason Jackson fight. I'm really excited for that fight. Yeah. yeah this can be a- well, I, I, I want to say, look at the number 10 now moving up. Oh, yeah. He's getting he's better. So good. He's so, I mean, like he's, nope. he just is coming to his own. Levon yeah. Shokali is really starting to yeah. perform well. He's growing. He's growing as a fighter. He's being smarter. He's doing everything yeah, right. Yeah, because if I if I put him against someone like Brendan Ward, if I put him against someone like maybe Douglas Lima right now where Douglas is in his career, if I put him against Naaman Gracie, it's a good chance he beats all three of those guys. Mm-hmm. I think he'll have a little bit of a hard time with Lorenz Larkin only because Lorenz so fluid on his feet still, so fast. Hard to trap against the fence, all of those things. Now, Lorenz also sometimes decides just to lay on his back and take some rounds off. So it's hard. It's really hard for me to like, okay, Lorenz is going to do this and do that. You just never you know, know what Lorenz is going to show up as far as yeah. is it the one that's going to be able to just step on the mm-hmm. gas and just use his speed and his, his abilities just to dominate his opponent? Or is mm-hmm. he just going to be like, Eh, I'm here. You know, the guy that I would like to see Levon Chokli fight the most, though, is Andre Korshkov. <sighs> Both of them got wrestling. That's a tough Both one. Both of them have stand-up. Uh, it would be, it Kors- would be a, Korshkov does not get enough credit for how He's good. He I mean, he, you want to know why, John? He's 31 years old or some shit, and he fucking looks like he's 50. That's why. <laughs> That's why he don't get enough credit. He... Yeah. It's like he's been balding since he was, you know, fourteen. Since he was yeah, twelve. It's yeah. like, oh man! But uh, go ahead. Next one. Scroll on the next one. 
Yeah, that all looks correct somewhere in there. Uh, let's see. I'm looking forward to the Anaba fight. Sumika Anaba is yeah, fighting Denise Kilholtz. That Denise should be a Kilholtz, good fight. Yeah. That the two of them, you're gonna see how how much power Anaba has. In see now, okay, hold on, go back there. How did Denise Kilholtz move up? I don't know. One spot and Anaba moved out. Anaba has not lost. Yep. And Kilholtz lost her last fight. Did it? No, no. Did she win? She, she might have won her last fight. So it doesn't make any sense, John. She won her last fight. Ah. Uh, well, it doesn't make any. Uh, Asaragova. Well, they're fighting, so she just lost her last fight, huh? Dan Asaragova. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're gonna find out though. Do you wonder what's going on with Juliana Velasquez? All right, next one. Oh, Brian Bader and Basaldo. Yep. I mean, this division. There's there's only seven of them. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Sinead, she dropped down. Sarah Collins beat her. Very impressive. Um, not very impressive. I was, just, was it impressive? I was just, I was being sarcastic, John. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, wow. Well, I mean, a non-stand-up judoka jiu-jitsu player does no stand-up, stands with Sinead Kavanaugh, and leaves the cage with nothing on her face. No marks, nothing. It just really yeah. shocked me how Sinead decided to fight that fight. Drew me through it for yeah. All right, Dave, what else you got for us? Nope. <laughs> Dave, that's Dave's way of saying nothing. Hey, I did. Yeah, I got nothing I, else. Did, did I send you something that was like supposed to be kind of funny? I thought I did, but. <laughs> it was supposed to be funny. Yeah. Maybe I didn't. What did you do? I'm scrolling back right now. Oh, you were, you were sending, you were, there was something that. Um, oh, I know I sent you something that I wanted to talk about. Was this thing here? Okay. The um, it's not funny. Eddie Alvarez is talking about he wants to fight Mike Perry. Yeah, well, they're talking about you, it. you know Eddie had his Eddie had his one uh, bare knuckle fighting yeah. uh, matchup against Chad Mendes. Came out with the win. He looked actually really good. Yeah. And uh, he's talking about taking on Mike Perry. But man. It appears to me that Mike Perry is a much bigger fighter than Eddie Alvarez. It does appear to me. It does. It does. And um, then Eddie and Eddie had a hard time with Chad Mendes. Now that might have just been the speed. Chad Mendes is he's freaking good. Fast, he's fast and yeah, good. He's fast and good. Yeah. The other thing too is I want to tip my hat to uh, to our boy Nate Diaz, man. Congratulations, getting off on all your charges. All oh, all of them were dismissed. Okay, but go ahead, John. Explain it to me. <laughs> no i mean you tell me you have someone that decides that they, they want to you're not going after them they want to stand there and you know mouth off and then step forward and all you do is oh okay here blip yeah. and you choke him as he's attacking you can defend yourself why why should there be charges against him that's true that's true because you won i hate yeah, that that's the worst um, Dave, I'm going to send this one to you because uh, I'll send it to you directly, though. I sent it, It's in the news, but you have to scroll back. We were supposed to talk about it on Sunday, but we didn't. It's just it's more funny. I wanted to know because I'm having so much fun because I just got back from Ireland. Uh, before Dave pops this thing up, though, is go to WayneAndMerch.com, pick up some of our merch there, and also hit the subscribe button, guys, down below. We've been stuck at this 118 for a little bit. It's kind of driving me crazy. I'm getting a little bothered by it. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I know it felt like we were a little bit shadow banned for a little bit from YouTube. I think 
Someone was telling me something. But Dave, I just sent you over this video. You're pulling it up. Still the best oh, Scottish best man speech ever. Hell, man. Can you please? And I that know it has funny. subtitles on it. What in the fuck is he saying? Can you turn this, turn the volume on and let's play it? All right. This is so funny. It is funny. On Christmas morning, I got up in my mum and dad's house, buzzing I mead, walked down the stairs to open my presents, only to be greeted with a slap from my mum. What have I tell you about bringing folk back here? I says, I'm like, what are you talking about, mum? I've been in my bed the full night. Obviously, she's not thinking about Golden Child next door. So we're in the living room opening a couple of presents, me, my mum and my dad, and we hear rustling for the wee room in the old house, as we called it. At this point, I go up the, room, up the stairs, open Gary's room door, and there you have it. Kirsty Curry lying with the legs at 10 <laughs> Dave, I understand that I part. didn't understand it. Tell me. He said her legs were... No, no, I need the whole thing, room, Dave. Tell, tell me the whole story. I got bits and pieces of it, but I can't put the whole thing together. Jimmy in that position anyway. Merry Christmas, Kirsty. Go ahead. He was basically just talking about Christmas morning and like all the kind of steps that led him to go up to his brother, uh, brother his brother's room. His brother's room. And, and when he does find finally go to his brother's room, he opens the door and his brother is in there with his wife now, <laughs> who is on the bed with her legs at 10 and 2. You figure out what the fuck's going on. And there's on. something about going down the chimney. <laughs> uh, I, not, yeah, you I can't go down a chimney with your legs like that. Dig. <laughs> I, I need to go back. I need to like replay. It, it was it was funny though. I was like, I got bits and pieces of it. I understood the ten and two. I know what they were meaning. You know, he's got her legs up at ten and two. I got I got all that. But I just I couldn't make out I mean, the subtitle in English. Yeah, I know, but I couldn't get the whole thing. And some of the fucking words are not right, Dave. That's why. Because <laughs> they didn't understand his shit either. And so, like he says, mom, and they these they said mum or whatever it is. It doesn't even say that. It says something my ma. else. My mom. Yeah. Ma. My mom. Mm. Anyways, all right, guys. Well, I wanted to end it on a little funny note. <laughs> you know, legs at 10 and 2, going down the chimney. Yeah. Uh, you know, girlfriend at the time, not married. I'm sure, I'm sure she's uh, feeling really good right Sinners. about this moment. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Hey, we want to thank you guys so much for uh, following the, the pod and um, please share our content all around. And, uh, and tell people about us. We appreciate you guys so much. Go to WayneAndMerch.com. Pick up some of our hoodies and sweaters and everything available there. That We've got hats. We've got it all. So check it all out there. And um, yeah, John, take us away, buddy. Yeah. That's, that's it. it. It's all over. Wait, there, there's, a little, the there's a little standing running over. joke that we have. And, jo- and Dave. Dave sent a video the other day about it. John has moved to the left. <laughs> Again, it's so funny. It's great. Damn, <laughs> Dave loves it in terms of editing. I was coming through and I was like, oh, oh goodness, geez. it's going to be a lot of water. God damn, he moved again. <laughs> Gotta move. It's ADD, man. I can't help it. 60 fucking years old and I'm still a child yeah. when it comes to standing still. <laughs> we, it used to kill me when I, when I worked LAPD and you had to do inspections mm-hmm. and shit like that. And you do fucking dignitary protections and you got to fucking stand at parade rest with your arm. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Just drive me crazy. Uh, that that or that or cold plunge. Which one? Oh, dude, cold. I'll do the cold plunge in a second. Just <laughs> take you thirty minutes to get in. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. I just, just got to mentally get ready, but I'll, I'll do the cold plunge. Can't. I hate. I hate standing at a time. Drives no. me 
fucking crazy. All right, and we will. No point to it. And we will. <laughs> See, See you guys later. Bye.